Shoecast. Welcome to the summariest episode ever of the Stitchdown Shoecast, where we talk quality footwear, how it's made, and all the things we love about it. And sandals. Ugh. Sandals. We're going to talk about them, too. Ticho is back after recently getting hit by a car. And today we're talking about summer shoes. Uh, we've got a ton of wrecks for what you should consider for basically every type of summer-appropriate footwear and also getting hit by cars um, in the summer. Ticho, what's up? What are you wearing on your feet today? And how was it getting hit by a car? I'm doing great, Ben. Thanks for checking in. Thanks for asking. You did leave me a very nice voicemail after I, I, I did get hit by a car. I was very concerned. I was at a like, four-year-old's birthday party in the park with my daughter, and I, I got the call that nobody ever wants to get, which is, Ticho's just been hit by a car. So yeah, man, it threw me a little bit. It threw me. I was just trying to you know, enjoy some pretzel rods, and just concern crept over me. How you feeling? <sighs> doing well, man. Doing well. Uh, you know, shout out to... Uh... Shout out to my my helmet, which uh, protected my my sweet beautiful noggin, which uh, smashed into a trash can on uh, on the side of Church Street. So, yeah, that was the thing that happened to me. But in uh, you know relation to summer shoes, while I uh, was struck by this car, I was wearing a summery loafer from Grant Stone, which uh, got a little scraped up, but you know I'd say uh, no worse for the wear. They held up uh, pretty well. I can recommend uh, wearing Grandstone loafers, you know, at like a mid mid to low speed collision. You should be good to go in those. So that's good to know. I didn't intend to do that research, but now I've done it for you. So now you know. We, we cover it all here, including the fact that you were just walking with a helmet on when you got hit by the car or how this work. Nobody told me because I might start doing that. When I started working for uh, for Standard and Strange, sponsor of this episode, I demanded that I receive a uh, a free scooter so that I could get to the store in a more timely manner. And it just so happens that Jeremy, uh, one of one of the founders of Standard and Strange, also co-founder of uh, of a scooter company, which uh, made it a little easier to make that demand. And uh, he was happy to uh, to oblige. And so uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Unagi Scooters. Yeah, no shame on the scooter. The scooter held up uh, held up really well. A mailman who witnessed it was like, how is that thing not all bent up? <laughs> the answer is, uh, you know, whatever weird uh, weird alloys Jeremy kind of cooked up, I assume, in his basement or garage or whatever. Yeah, shout out to that mailman. Nice guy. I'm thrilled that he was impressed by the scooter. I'm legitimately glad that you were wearing your helmet. It's very important. And, you know, you got like a, a thick head of hair and a cavalier attitude, so not a given. But here we are, man, and we know who to thank. Yeah, still, still, still kicking here. I was wearing my uh, a leather jacket. My uh, I have this pretty sweet Y two leather jacket, and I was wearing it at the time. And my first thought upon lifting myself off the pavement was, I'm gonna have such sick patina on this jacket from like shooting across the pavement. There didn't do anything. You can't you can't even tell that anything happened to the jacket. That's like the the one thing I'm really bummed about. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to have this like sweet big scrape on the arm or something like that. People would be like, oh, what happened to your jacket? I'd be like, oh, I got hit by a car. Nothing. Nobody's ever going to do that because nothing happened to the jacket. <laughs> Indestructible. Yeah, you have to figure out your own way to tell them that you got hit by a car without the question ever being asked. I'm just going to bring it up all the time. Yeah, I'm just going to bring it up to everybody. It's great. New achievement unlocked. Get hit by a car. Well, look, in that case, 
congratulations. And um, yeah, quite legitimately glad that you're okay. Look, before we get into it, we need to give a huge summary shout out to our sponsor this week, Unagi Scooters. Uh, <laughs> great work. The durability of the scooter has led to uh, another fabulous sponsorship. This one's in collaboration with Standard and Strange, where it's always really thick leather jacket season, even when it's 97 degrees. I actually wrote that before <laughs> you told me the story about wearing the jacket on the scooter, which was a detail that's new to me. But I also got myself a camp collar free note tiger shirt for my birthday uh, from SNS, and it's fucking great. Uh, so they got those two. Check out standardandstrange.com. Also, a friendly reminder that pre registration is open for the Stitch Down Patina Thunderdome 2, which kicks off this coming October 1st. The idea behind a Thunderdome is simple get a new pair of boots or shoes and wear the hell out of them as lovingly as possible for six months. And then you win prizes, including the Best in Dome Grand Prize. Insert drum roll sound effects. Ooh, that was a good one. A trip to Japan. For real. <laughs> a fucking trip to Japan, thanks to the aforementioned wonderful Standard and Strange. Uh, plus a free custom pair of clinch boots. That's a pretty good prize. There will be plenty, plenty more. Get all the info on stitchdown.com and get on that list to get updates until October 1st when we kick this whole crazy thing off again. Check out the site if you haven't heard about the Thunderdome. Uh, we have all the winners uh, from the inaugural Thunderdome. They're beautiful. Uh, they're fun to look at. And it can give you a sense of uh, what you might want to wear and how to treat it in this thing so you can go to Japan. Also, join Stitchdown Premium. Come hang out in our Discord with almost 1,000 incredibly wonderful and intelligent people who have the same deranged obsession as you. It's great. You'll love it. I promise. All right, Ticho. All right. Summer shoes. It's been cripplingly hot. I think it's summer, officially. People need shoes to wear still. What we're going to do, talk about what we like, what we've actually worn, things that you know we're kind of curious about or have some level of experience with, uh, some recommendations from the wonderful summer shoe folks in the Discord. But before we do that, I think we need to define what summer shoes mean to us. There's a whole world of people out there who have a horrific misconception that, like, you just wear Vans or some shit like that. What What's a summer shoe to you, writ large? For me, summer, it's all about no socks, right? Does that include your no-shows? I'll do some no-shows, but I'd rather just not even be wearing socks at all. We both we both live in, you know, kind of the New York area where it gets hot and humid in the summer. Having, like, some soggy cotton socks on is, I hate it. I, I just hate it. I think today it was, like, 94 here. It's a rough one. Rough one. And I've just been wearing a pair of, uh, a pair of derbies sockless. Got these uh, suede, suede derbies from XBXS. Uh, out of China. Oh yeah, and uh, actually they fit pretty pretty much perfectly barefoot. I'm probably gonna be wearing them a, a bunch in rotation with uh, my Grant Stone suede loafers, which I also like to wear without socks. But that to me is is it, right? You have to get your feet breathing. You can't let that moisture stay in there. So socks are a no for me. And then suede's are great. Roughouts are great. Stuff that's unlined. Online Chrome XL. That's where I'm looking, you know, this this time of year. I'm looking for stuff that breathes. I'm looking for stuff that's kind of lightweight. I'm looking for stuff that's going to be, uh, you know, just easy, breezy, and fun because it's summertime, you know. Cover boy. You didn't get that one. 
Um, <laughs> you, you clearly need to watch more America's Next Top Model. Yeah, I mean, I'm with that. I'm actually like not fully in the no sock camp. Might need to make an adjustment towards that this summer based on your recommendation. My Grandstone loafers, the, the chestnut calf ones, I've never worn them with socks. Never. Part of that is because of I have incredibly normal feet, uh, but my instep's a little high, which is also incredibly normal. Don't worry about it. So they kind of don't fit even with really thin dress socks, but you know, it's unlocked something for me. Yeah, they're kind of just beautiful. And like that air is flowing in and out. You know, I, I think like a socked life is not totally crazy and it's very footwear dependent. So I'm not ruling that out necessarily. Like just the ankles breathing. And, and frankly, for me, as somebody who is like not afraid to wear boots or even socks in the summer, it's more of just a like an approach, right? In some ways, it's less functional for me and more just like I probably should not be wearing gigantic boots all the time type thing. So let's find an excuse to do this other stuff as well. Yeah, I think for me, and I do continue wearing wearing the boots in a lot of situations. You know, sometimes it'll be like, oh, it's the evening. It's time to, you know, put some boots on. Sun's gone down. It's not quite as hot. The sock thing for me is like really central to to this whole season. And I switch over, you know, I wear wool socks a, a lot. But you get those thick boot socks. Even those I find are kind of unwearable sometimes on like 95 degree days so what i like to do i have some unlined boots right you know like uh i've got these viberg natural chrome excel uh service boots from from lost and found great it's got that unlined uh, chrome excel shaft get some like thin you know kind of thinner wool socks in those good to go good to go for for a lot of the summer. You know, for me in the summer, I still want to be outside. I still want to be hiking. I still want to be active. I want to be doing all the things I like to do, taking pictures, doing doing that stuff. So, you know, for that, I like to wear boots. I like the support of that when I'm when I'm hiking and walking and stuff like that. So that's what I do. That's my move. It's just find find like an unlined boot, uh, you know, just fewer layers of leather to kind of trap heat and trap moisture. Keep everything breathing. No cotton socks. No cotton socks. Go, you know, merino wool as thin as you can find. Yeah, look, let's dig in here. Let's start with shoes, because those are one of the things that you can wear in the summer. But, like, shoe shoes, separate from boot shoes, which we're also going to get to, just in terms of shoes, think about your past, think about things that intelligent shoe people in your life have worn. You mentioned unlined. Let's get down to some, like, firm recommendations here. Okay, so one pair that I have owned in the past and did enjoy wearing... In, in the summertime, especially to work, right? If you get you got to go into the office, you got you know maybe you got to commute, you got to walk, you got to be outside. But I had a pair of the Alden Color HL Unlined Dover, which is like a you know like the the, the Blucher type of uh, type of shoe. Great slim profile, you know. Wear that with some thin merino socks. You know, people will say, oh, shell doesn't it doesn't breathe, it doesn't whatever. But when it's unlined, it it still works. It's not suede, right? You could do, you know, you could get a little bit more breathability if you you do the suede version of it, which is also a great choice. I went for the shell because I I thought that would be cool. I, I I love the feel of unlined shell on my feet. I would wear them barefoot sometimes, and I did really enjoy that. Um, that was pretty nice. What does that feel like? What is unlined shell? I've never had a pair of unlined shell, and I've certainly never tried any on barefoot. Does it feel strange? Does it feel heavenly? 
I would say more closer to heavenly, yeah, because your your feet really warm it up quite directly. You know, it ends up being a little bit softer, especially, you know, in the heat of the summer, the shell really gets nice and soft and pliable. I actually don't really like wearing shell in the winter because it gets kind of cold and it gets kind of stiff. But in the summertime, it's it's a joy. I, I loved wearing those. Yeah, I feel like Alden's kind of got some summer stuff on lock, right? It's like a Northeast company. You've got online suede Dovers. The Chuckas. I guess we're going to consider their Chuckas shoes here. We don't necessarily have like a Chucka category. Yeah, I, re- I mean, those online suede Chuckas I think are great. I just have never been able to find a pair that fit on the laden last. They don't fit. They just don't. I don't know. I don't really know anybody that they fit. David Beckham. I've seen pictures. David Beckham wears those? Really? I remember I was like looking them up and I was like, oh, David Beckham. Okay. Uh, cool. And I think he was still playing soccer. Like he can't be messing around with his feet, right? Yeah, I would. Of all the people whose feet can't be messed up by like ill-fitting shoes, it was probably David Beckham. Remember that time uh, you you and I were chatting at the at at the shop and Tim Howard came in. I do. That was pretty sweet. He came back like a like a week or two later. I was there a time when you weren't there and Tim Howard came back. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Oh and, man. Yeah, he was wearing like a sweet leather jacket and had one of those, you know, kind of crossbody satchel things going on. Probably had his goalie gloves in there. <laughs> uh, just in case. Yeah, as a definite former football goalkeeper myself, at this point at least, it's been a while. One of my heroes. Yeah, you were you were quite excited to uh, to see him. I don't know that I would have clocked, would have recognized uh, Tim Howard just off the street. So, But you being there, you, you knew right who he was. Yeah, I was like, does that guy just really look like Tim Howard, or is that Tim Howard? And then he came up and he said, I'm Tim Howard. Or I think he just might have said Tim, but. Yeah, the odds of there just being a guy who looks a lot like Tim Howard, also named Tim, is pretty pretty long odds on that, so. Unless he's not named Tim and he's doing it very intentionally. Hmm. I think he was wearing sneakers, but, you know, we'll work on him. Yeah, we'll get him there. What do you think on Dirty Bucks? Or Dirty Bucks, like, like a, a real thing, uh, kind of created thing like they don't start off dirty white shoes theoretically like red soft rubber sole of some kind i've never had a pair i I like the idea of them the name's fun where are you on dirty bucks i like the name too um i don't like those red soles though i don't really like those soles so that's that's what's held me back from the red the dirty buck is uh is that sole but it's you know in concept not really that different than the the Alden Dover, which I think is a better choice. I would say if you're thinking Dirty Buck, maybe just go for that. I don't know. It's a good, it's a good clean look, right? And it's kind of fun. I mean, the red sole is fun, right? It, it, it is, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's like too wedge adjacent for me. Yeah, I, I would say that it's within the family. Grandstone has a great option on those. I don't really know like who's making them anymore. One time I was at Crowley Vintage in uh, Brooklyn, incredible vintage store. More clothes than shoes, but they definitely had some good stuff. And they had this pair that was like a half size too small for me that was, you know, from like the true Dirty Buck era, like late 60s or 70s or something. And I really wanted them, but it just it wasn't going to happen. And it felt like, you know, something from that that time. Like the Grandstones are like a fantastic and dutiful recreation of, you know, kind of like a lost era of uh, buck dirtiness, I suppose. Yeah, I did. I went through, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a prep prep phase, southern prep. You know, I went to school down in down in North Carolina, and I kind of got to keep up. 
I was, you know, you're there, you want to immerse yourself in a little bit of local culture. And, you know, I'm going to school with all these people from the even deeper south. They're wearing all these colorful Madras shirts and these wacky shorts. And, like, some of them, I think, had dirty bucks. And um, it was a vibe. A lot of Sperry Gold Cups at the time. I eventually realized that's not for me. I'm a, I'm, I'm a pure Yankee at heart. And uh, I don't like sweet tea. I just got to move back up to the north is what I realized. <laughs> well, you pulled it off. Good work. Yeah, the sweet tea thing's going to get me canceled by the southern listeners because they... They love that stuff, and it's disgusting. <laughs> we can't go to Chicago. No, we can't go to the entire South. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out where to be. All right, so yeah, and like in terms of like shoe shoes, we're thinking unlined, you know, like that, that light color, right? Like there's something to it, tan suede, like that whitish suede, or just good old-fashioned color eight shell. But, you know, low-cut, lightweight overall, keep them breathing, there's a lot of options out there for this. I feel like the idea of just like wearing shoes is uh, not that exciting. So let's move on to boot shoes. I I wear these things a ton. Summer, late spring, early fall. That's like very Viberg 145 season for me. Uh, I wear my Red Wing 1930s Sport Oxfords as much as possible, which like I've never tried barefoot. I don't know if that would quite work. Sockless for me with, you know, like a Goodyear welted or similar shoe, it's tough sometimes. Like, I don't know that the relation is totally there. I feel like like in my loafers, it's that's what's supposed to be happening, and I feel great about it. But, yeah, I'll wear these with, like, some really thin Merino socks, the 145s or those Red Wings. Those are, like, the main ones in the rotation. Like, I'll bust out, like, the Whites Chonksfords. I did it, like, a couple days ago. It was fun, but it's like a lot of shoe to lug around. Like, you're just kind of sweating, moving them. But yeah, like, do you consider those XBSS, XBSS to be boot shoes, true shoes? Like, where are you at with boot shoes in the summer? little extra to lug around, but still less than a boot. Yeah, I've generally been pretty pro boot shoe in the past. Had some Viber 145s. Now I've got these uh, XBXS. I've got, got the same pair of whites. I've got... Nice pair from uh, Oak Street Bootmakers uh, that I got in Chicago uh, on a little trip I took. Those are pretty nice. Those are lightweight, too. Those are, like, kind of springy. You know, I think those are a good choice for uh, for summer wear. I've already seen seen a bunch of the guys who, who were at the uh, Palooza have been, been wearing them a bunch with probably no-shows, I'm assuming. So my thing with the sockless, you know, wear, wearing going sockless with, like, a Goodyear welted or stitch-down shoe, it needs to be broken in already is, is like, the thing. Because yeah, if, if, if you start sockless, you're just ripping your feet up. It's not going to be good. I've tried that where, you know, I got, um, you know, I got, got a pair of Viber 145 Oxfords. Was like, oh, I'll just wear these sockless, you know. It was a bloodbath, dude. I mean, it, was, it wasn't wasn't a good call. Now, these, these XBXS, I've been wearing them for six or eight weeks maybe. You know, a little bit of a more flexible construction. Does have the Dr. Soul corded full sole. Which is not nothing. Nope. It wasn't nothing to break in. But they're coming along. And I wore them sockless for pretty much all day. It's now 9.30 at night. And I'm still wearing them. And they're comfortable. And uh, have not ripped myself up. So, But yeah, that's the key key on this stuff. is it, Wear stuff that's already broken in. I wouldn't try to break stuff in sockless. That would be potentially quite, quite an ordeal for you. Damaging. Damaging stuff. Yeah, and XBSS for the... Uninitiated is uh, the 
Chinese manufacturer who is uh, catching on a little bit, doing some pretty good stuff. They, they, got, they got a little bit of a Viberg thing going on, but I imagine they'll also find themselves. A lot of this comes down to, like, weight, too, which, if you're talking about a certain kind of shoe, often comes down to the leather. My 145s in Kudu, Flesh Out Kudu, are completely different than, like, the tobacco chamois chamois ones. Like, the weight on them, I think it was, like, a pound difference between the shoes. Like, it was kind of insane. And every everything else in the setup is identical. But, you know, like, the vamp is lined and nothing else is. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think I might try these without some socks. You're talking me into something here. But they're just, yeah, it, like, it, it comes down to the leather a lot of the times. I feel like that's why suede is a great choice, why unlined is a great choice. They just kind of breathe, right? And they, like, let let you be a little more than being confining. That said, like, the summer, I remember it was, like, the first pandemic summer when I got the tobacco chamois ones which is how I say it now, I guess. I, I wore those things constantly. I was wearing them with socks and shorts. I thought I looked pretty cool, mm. but I was also just, like, so damn excited about them that I wanted to wear them a ton. You know, they kind of cemented their place in, like, a summer rotation, like, probably for quite some time. Yeah, it's also about just, like, what you can kind of... You still want to be excited about what you're wearing, right? Yeah, for whatever reason, those were, like, it and... Yeah, I, I plan to wear them quite a bit this summer. I look forward to uh, to seeing seeing some one forty fives with socks and shorts on your uh, stitch down daily fits uh, Instagram feed. <laughs> it's not exactly daily, and it's pretty bad. But the fun thing about that Instagram is like I really just don't give a shit, and um, <laughs> I'm like, obviously I like all my shoes and boots, but you know, clothing wise, I'm like I'm trying. It's like helping me try a little bit harder, I think, and that's good. But also, I'm not, like, trying to keep up either. So, yeah, this, like, Hawk Watch sweatshirt that I'm wearing right now with a bunch of hawks on it that I donated $50 to the Hawk Watch Watch Foundation because I like hawks. I like to watch them. I'm, I'm down to support all that. Uh, you might see an appearance from something like this and also shorts and socks. But the socks are good. The socks are good. Kind of, like, jack them up a little bit. I don't know. I just... I'm just trying to entertain myself. I've thought about doing some some shorts and socks stuff this summer because I've got um, rototo socks, right? Oh, they're incredible, and they're they're great. And I kind of just want they kind of just they've got just the right amount of floppiness to them, where I think it'll look kind of cool with like you know like a pair of boot shoes and these chunky you know kind of floppy socks, and then um, I got these shorts from this uh, this Norwegian brand, Amundsen Sports. They gave me a pair of shorts. They opened up a, like a pop-up around the corner. You know, we just kind of vibed on loving Norwegian stuff. I knew about the the brown cheese. They were like, oh, this guy's legit. He knows the brown cheese. <laughs> literally all I know to this day. But I will cite it freely. Which, like, uh, my wife and I went to Norway, and we the one um, souvenir that she she bought there, and she bought, like, six of them for, like, everybody that she knows, are these, they've, they've got a different way of these different cheese slicers. They've got these cheese slicers where it's like a handle and then you like pull it over the block of cheese. I've never seen anything like it. it was, it's incredible. And you get these nice thin slices for your waffles. I can also tell you right behind my laptop right now is a Norwegian uh, waffle maker that I bought online for my wife for her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Do get the slicer, put it together, and, you know, just hope the cheese isn't too old by the time it shows up. Yeah, man, like when you see some of these guys who are rocking like, 
loafers of whatever kind and like the athletic socks with the stripes and they have that like floppiness to them but they're somehow still standing up and and they're wearing shorts i don't know how to do that i don't even own any of those socks shit man it's a fucking good look like you, you got to put it together around it a little bit and i'm not sure that i even can comprehend exactly what to do there or you just don't give a shit all those people are are not giving a shit pretty hard by also giving a shit endless respect endless respect I, I won't be able to fit into my grandson lovers with them like i i really thought about trying to do that when they were on the way and then i got them I'm like ah oh, it's just this this strap is gonna bite too hard i can't do it but it's a look it is a look so i, I have a pair of uh, boot shoes from uh, renav in uh horween um the mushroom mushroom right on which um honestly are a little big they're a little big on me so you know given what i said i like to go barefoot in the summer haven't gotten a ton of wear but i'm thinking if i wear them with these roto toes it could be pretty cool i just gotta figure out the right color of roto toes to get to go with the the mushroom color uh haven't figured that out yet Keep me updated. Ticho Daily Fits. Let's talk about some loafers. We talked about these Grand Stones, which, like, dude, they're – mine were 275 I think some of them – some of the Chrome XL ones are, like, a touch over 300 or maybe not even. Just remarkable value. Highly recommend them for everyone. The Storm Suede, I believe, that they just came out with looked great, mm. really fun, you know, wide range of colors. But, like, what what else in the in the loafer category? I know you wore those Aldens all last year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, we've talked about that on uh, on the episode with Ron Ryder. So la- yeah, last year my my goal was to just take an Alden Leisure hand sewn, unlined suede, and just beat the absolute hell out of them over the summer. I wore them probably three or four times a week for the whole summer. It was just a great experience. I mean, I just I had a great time wearing them, beat the heck out of them. Got to the end of the summer and I'm like, these things are, they're pretty gassed. I don't know if I'm, you know, should I just kind of get a new pair of loafers every summer? Is that like against the ethos of this whole thing with resolable shoes? And, you know, shouldn't I try to make these loafers last for years and years and years? Yeah, I decided not to. I got Grandstone loafers for this year. So I don't know if that's a, a sin of, of this whole thing. So I don't know. But you really can't go wrong with online suede. I mean, that is just like the the pinnacle of, of of this whole thing is just wrapping your foot in just really high quality pre-shirts from CF Stead, just a great suede to to wrap your foot in for the summer. And then Alden obviously has a great build. It's gonna be it's gonna be really comfortable. So that that to me is a great call. A great call. I don't know I haven't rated them at uh dirt for low speed collisions though, so you know, just keep that in mind. We can run tests on that. There's ways to figure these things out. Other loafers, I still haven't ever had a pair that fits me, but I have a pair. I've tried to sell them on this podcast before, but any, if anybody wants some Jam Weston 180s uh, in size, uh, I don't know, eight and a half or something. <laughs> Maybe they're nine. Maybe they're nines. They don't fit. They're absolutely beautiful, and uh, I'll give you a great price. But yeah, I'm like I'm I'm big on Jay and Weston, like really kind of like a lightweight construction compared to you know some of the U.S. loafers, especially and and the Grand Stones. I would say nice bit of flex, just like perfect opportunity to just wear these things into their perfect state of of calf loaferness. 
Carmina has a great range of loafers, often at like incredibly good prices, uh, especially some of their lighter weight stuff. And you know, some of them are kind of like driver crossover deals, which I, I can't necessarily get behind. But, you know, they have some more kind of classic, you know, leather sold whatevers. Here's my question to you, dear Ticho. How do we feel about two-tone, dare I even call them, spectator loafers, where the bulk of the shoe, I don't even know what it's called. The plug? Quarter. The most of the shoe. <laughs> you've got, yeah, you've got like your plug on a hand sewn or like I, I guess what's considered a vamp on a Goodyear welted loafer. Then you got your strap and then you got the rest of the shoe. So like that's one color. I'm on the Crockett and Jones site right now looking at these Richmond twos, tan burnished calf and stone canvas where the vamp slash tongue is this canvas, like this really light canvas that probably gets nice and dirty in a cool way. And then it's just like this tan calf for the strap and, and the rest of the shoe. And these things are, I, I don't know when I would wear them or how I would wear them or what I would wear them with. Like, I probably don't have, like, the pants to even do it with these things. Like, maybe just some old beat-up jeans and say, fuck it. But, like, what do you think of these? You're a bit of a classic shoeman. Do these intrigue you? Do they perturb you? Where are we? These are very on-trend for the spring-summer, just based on my observations around Soho. Um, seen seen a lot of dudes wearing these, especially with, like, yeah, as you said, those athletic socks with the stripes and that kind of thing. Personally, not really for me, not really my vibe, but... I'd like them, and there's there's definitely some good options. Uh, the one, Crockett ones you're talking about, I think Blackstock and Weber is a good option for uh, some of these kind of funkier, little more out there, uh, you know, pairs of loafers. Um, uh, pretty sure they have a similar style in like a few different colorways. I want to sample the Blackstock and Weber feeling. There's something to them. They kind of exist in like different world of people who are you know entranced by what the throwing fits guys kind of put out there into the world but you know would be completely confused by what's going on on this podcast potentially but that like doesn't necessarily bother me they they put together a nice looking shoot it's like great pattern nice round last and then yeah they like cut it loose sometimes including with the two tones yeah i'm i'm intrigued i've i've still never handled a pair somehow oh really i i have handled a pair yeah, Charlie, he picked up a pair of the, like, pony hair ones, and uh, I got to check them out. Real nice pair of loafers, real, I mean, obviously real funky with the, the pony hair and all that all that going on, but they're pretty cool, man. I, I was digging them. I think they're, uh, I believe they're made in England, right? Oh, sorry. They're uh, made in Portugal. I believe so. Just learned, just learned that from their website. They used to be made in England. Pro- probably an upgrade, probably an upgrade, but I'm sure this is all getting cut out. What else? Trickers has some, like, massive chonk loafers, but I feel like, man, just knowing how Trickers are built, yeah, you got you got to get them in, like, fall and then wear them as much as possible and then, like, get them ready for summer socklessness, potentially. Yeah, I think you're hitting on something uh, that's important with stuff you're going to wear sockless. You need something kind of flexible, right? Like, Alden's using kind of their, their flex-well construction on that. Um, you mentioned Weston. You know, they have those insane triple-welt loafers. I can't imagine how anybody wears those. I just can't fathom breaking in that that triple welt to a point where it's not going to just eat your heels up. Well, I'm going to find out. Oh, you are? Yes. I have booked a, you know, half romantic, half shoe trip to Paris in the early fall with my beautiful wife. Pretty much why I'm going. I'm Mm -hmm. going into the J.M. Weston store. I'm going to get sized properly. 
yeah, I'm going to get a pair of the, you know, tan or whatever triple welt loafers at, at Parisian prices. I'm going to work them over the winter and I'm going to see if I can wear them sockless next summer. And I, I couldn't be more excited. This is like a, I don't know, three-year quest at this point. I will bet you a pair of uh, Grandstone loafers that it doesn't work out. The criteria is that by next summer you can comfortably wear them sockless. You won't be able to do it. All right. Done. Gauntlet. Let's go, baby. It's on, dude. I can't wait. When I was there last time, there was a guy in the black ones, which I'm, I'm not going to get. Late summer, probably. He was just rocking them. He was walking around like a person. Didn't seem to be in any severe level of pain. That proved that at least one man like fits these things properly and and possibly was like clamping them in a vice and like bending them with like another powered device over and over every night to get them flexing. But I don't care. I really don't care. They're they're one of the most just enrapturing shoes I've ever seen in my life. They are really cool, man. I I, I will agree with you on that. I just there's. They just don't seem practical. You you need the you need to get Queen Elizabeth's uh, like shoe breaker inner person. Maybe maybe she could do it for you. But man, doubtful, doubtful on my end on that. We'll see. We will see. Anyway, yeah, loafers loafers are great. Love loafers. All right, look. On that note, let's take a quick break. Get these feet breathing. We'll be right back with the shoe cast. Hey, Ticho, you know what time it is. It's time for Genfax Sandals Edition. Sandals? Jeez. Let me remind you how this works, because I know you suffered a head injury recently. Gen works at Standard and Strange, and could even make sandals cool. He also loves tricking us. So he's provided us with three facts, only one of which is a factual fact, and two of which are damn dirty lies. We'll read all three, and it's on everyone to guess the true Gen fact which we'll reveal at the end of the episode. Let's go. Gen fact number one. In 2020, the meme Instagram account at Stonks, which parodies the world financial system, released its first actual product, Birkenstocks, which were simply Birkenstock Arizonas with the word Stonks written across the straps in Sharpie marker. All 100 pairs made sold out in five minutes. I get the feeling you're not familiar with at stonks. Um, oh, dude, get on it. They just have like <laughs> this. Like, just look it up. Look it up, and we'll talk about stonks after Genfac number three. I love it. It's great. I'm thrilled to see this one in here. Genfac number two. Sandals were the prevailing footwear in ancient Greek and Roman culture, with even their gods depicted wearing sandals, often with wings. However, with the rise of Christianity, sandals fell into disrepute as church leaders thought sandals left women's feet too naked. Ah, feet. No, nobody wants to look at people's feet. Let's No. We can we can all agree on that. Gen fact number 3. California-based Rainbow Sandals purchased product placement in the 1991 action classic Point Break, outfitting the entire cast with their iconic leather flip-flops. However, Patrick Swayze refused to wear the sandals as he believed his character, Bodie, was too in tune with the earth to ever wear footwear. Even in the bank robbery scene, Swayze can be seen barefoot. Never seen this movie, so... uh, What? I don't know. I do own a pair of rainbow sandals, though. I used to. You've never seen Point Break? No. At one point in my life, Point Break was the only thing I had to watch on my iPad on planes. 
I would watch it every time I took a plane. It was fantastic. I'm not sure about the answer to this. Mm. That's interesting. Never seen Point Break? Why was that the only thing you had on your iPad? That were, that's like the only CD I have in my car is uh, Fall Out Boys from Under the Cork Tree. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd like to think I'm doing a lot better than you. I found it on the ground. I paid $19.99. I've gotten tens of thousands of dollars in value out of it. Dude, it's a fantastic movie. Come over one night. We'll watch it. It'll be okay. Great. What's the true gen fact? We don't know. Stay tuned to find out at the end of the episode. Back to the shoe cast. All right, we're back. Look, we'd be remiss to not talk about hand zones here. You know, in a lot of ways, kind of like the summer shoe. Beaches, boats, you know, all that kind of stuff. Man, hand zones are are perfect for, for the summer. And I have like a whole little pile of them in uh, sitting waiting uh, waiting to go. I'm like a camp mock guy. That's uh, that's my preferred hand sewn. I have some Rancourt Ranger mocks. They don't get as much wear as the camp mocks, though, because I like just sliding them on. So I've got a couple pair of Oak Street Bootmaker camp mocks that get a ton of wear uh, over the summer. I've got a, like a brown Chrome XL pair unlined. They're like I sized, uh, sized way down on them. And so they fit like a glove and, you know, they've stretched out really nicely over the years that I've had them. Uh, and then I have like a peanut suede or rough out pair. Fantastic. Every day I wear those camp mocks to walk my son to the bus. So, I mean, so the camp mocks are kind of like, they have a little boat shoe thing going on, right? With the the laces kind of looping around the back through those little collar eyelets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do they differ from a boat shoe? I'm going to pull some up. As a non-camp mock owner, I'm honestly unclear on this. It's like the loafer version. A loafer is to a blooker as a camp mock is to a boat shoe. Let's break this down a little bit. I mean, at least with the Oak Streets, it seems like there's like more pattern going on with a boat shoe. But they're like... I think the idea is that you can... Because pre- they, they do kind of compress. So you can shove them kind of together and stick them in your backpack or whatever. And then when you... Stop for the night in camp, you take off your hiking boots or whatever and hang them over a tree or whatever you do. I don't know. I've never gone camping. And then you put these mocks on in the camp and then you walk around the camp. I'm assuming. Again, I've never gone camping. All right. We're going camping and I'll bring my iPad. Watch Point Break. It'll be a great time. Pretty good time. So, yeah, looking at these pictures, I guess a camp mock is like a continuous plug. What on a non-hand sewn would, would be the vamp, essentially, kind of running all the way up turns into the tongue, and then the laces kind of creep out of those little collar eyelets and go across. Very well-designed shoe. Whereas where the boat shoes have, like, quarters, essentially. Right. And and on the camp mocks, I don't think those laces do anything. Like, they're not... I think it's just purely for, for looks. Well, theoretically, you can, like... Maybe more on a boat shoe, you know. You can really cinch them down, so... Yeah, so they don't fall off while you're on your boat, I guess. Yeah, you can't have shoes falling off on a boat. I've never gone sailing either, so I don't I don't really know how that works. <laughs> I assume that's what the they're for. The reason that we hired Ticho is because he's a, a man of culture and wears it really well. Yes, we'll go camping on a sailboat, watch Point Break, your life will change. Yeah, I've, I've always liked Ranger Mocks just because they kind of, I guess my differentiation was they are not boat shoes, but they kind of have the same vibe and there's something about boat shoes that I was like, 
I think I had some like bad experiences with them, like missized or something like that. And all of a sudden you're like stepping on the heel and the damn laces are always coming untied and you're like trying to tie them tighter. Mm. Whereas with the camp box, you just like accept what they are and, you know, put some Gorilla Glue on it or something. Yeah, I mean, the actually, like, the first nice pair of shoes I ever bought in my entire life was a pair of quaddy boat shoes. They were pretty great, but it's like a, you know, the quaddy boat shoe, it's like a three-eyelet boat shoe, you know, so it's, like, a little bit different from the classic Sperry two-eyelet look. And that was enough for me. The four-eyelet Ranger Mock, it feels like too many. It feels like too many eyelets. It's more of a shoe. Like, I, yeah, I like the fact that you can actually, like, lace them up and crank them down. That is a point of appeal for me. Yeah, and I, f- I feel like th- this is good sound, but like normal people wear boat shoes, and <laughs> you know I just can't have that. So I need I needed that extra eyelet on there just to be a little different. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the quadies right now. I honestly need to spend more time dissecting the the finer details of all these different camp boat mock ranger etc. patterns. I guess I've just kind of settled on uh, ranger mocks being my thing, but. I actually do have a pair of two eyelet boat shoes from uh, from Maine Mountain Mock. Oh, throwbacks. But they're like a burgundy suede, and they have a white sole. They get a, like a moderate amount of wear when I'm just like feeling a little funky or I want to have some fun. You know, I'll wear them just like with a tie-dye t-shirt. I like those. They're, that's a nice pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, get, get that Instagram going. Yeah, so, you know, if you haven't listened to us long enough already... Definitely go back and listen to, I feel like it was a couple of years ago. It was like one of the early episodes, but we really dug into the history of hand zones in Maine and, you know, started out as a cottage industry, grew into something much larger, and then, you know, kind of waned as, as far too much of the American shoemaking industry has. A lot of really interesting history in there. Kind of mentioned all the biggies, right? Quaddy, Rancourt, uh, and then Sperry, who does not manufacture most of their stuff in the U.S. these days, but a main shoemaker makes their handmade in Maine line, you know, Sperry Gold Cup handmade in Maine. I have a pair of them. They're like twice as expensive as the other main makers because it's Sperry and, you know, it's a brand and it's the one that everybody knows. I don't think they're twice as good, but a lot of the materials that are used in them, especially in the insole, like lactate heavy soles, yeah, there's like kind of some more support in the insole and just kind of feels a little sturdier. Like, they're a great shoe, man. Like, I can't wait to get them back out. I don't know who makes the leather. It's kind of this like waxed kind of grayish leather that I've really enjoyed. Like, wear them a ton to the beach and just kind of let it all get in there. They're the kind of shoe that you can wear to the beach and you're like, all right, I'll just tap these suckers out. And you don't feel like you're doing something horrible to your shoes. I get a little worried about like sand kind of getting into Goodyear welted shoes or stitched down shoes, basically. I don't know if I should be afraid of that, but I am. Yeah, I've never really, I hate the beach as well, so I, I don't, uh, <laughs> it's not a concern for me. You're going to love Point Break. It's a it's a skiing movie. I do like skiing. I do ski. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll dig it for sure. So way back, I had this pair of Sebago or Sabago or however that one's pronounced. Boat shoes. The story from before, they were kind of missized and eventually like, I don't know. I, I blame the shoe instead of the sizing, which is like early mistake. I don't feel that bad about it. Nepenthes, Japanese shop. There's one in New York, you know, kind of sister brand of engineer garments. Does these ones with Sebago or Sabago. We'll leave that up to you. 
they like get kind of wild with them across the board. And some of them are pretty fun. Some of them are like a little too far. They've got, you know, kind of like the zipper down the middle and but they still have laces that aren't necessarily functional and different kind of eyelets and like little, you know, kind of toggles that'll pull the laces together. You know, they're they're very Japanese, very fashiony. Yeah, these ones I'm looking at now, the overlaps where like all these D-ring eyelets are like offset from each other and then there's like this little toggle the quarters overlap themselves man they're fucking cool they're like a little tough to figure out online sometimes when you see these things in person you're like could I do this like maybe I could do this like should I do this and so far the answer has been no but it's cool to see because like these styles which I obviously now know in the complete totality, the differences between them, they've been the same for a long time, right? You can slap a different sole on them. Obviously, the leather can take you different places. I don't know. There's just, like, something fun to see them taking this, you know, very, very classic Ivy style and just being like, no, we're going somewhere else completely different. But guess what? The way that they're built, the lightweightness, the unlinedness, how hand zones kind of operate in the world on the streets in terms of comfort. And we're just going to like twist these things around and turn them up. There's something to it, you know, like it's it's not classic. There's like nothing classic about it, but I'm kind of feeling them. Yeah, I've, I've been tempted by the funky, uh, funky hand zones before from like Yucatan and, and, and stuff like that. There'll be some stuff sitting in that end clothing, end of season sale where you're like, am I going to get like a really funky pair of of mocks right now and then i remember that i'm i'm not i will probably never wear them because i already have a bunch of mocks but every time man every time it gets me i think you should do it nah i'm on the end clothing sale right now <laughs> believe it or not they're not on sale at the moment no probably well it's it's loafer season one of the actually one of the best and funkiest pairs of shoes i've ever seen in person in my life was a a, a pair of yucatans that were like a frankenstein shell i think they were penny loafers that somebody wore to like one of the first Reddit Goodyear Well meetups that I ever went to in, in DC. Shout out to my boy Chris. He went to dental school and then never talked to us again. But uh, <laughs> one of the sickest pairs of loafers. Chris, the non denim dentist. <laughs> I wear slacks. I'm a dentist. Love you, Jeff. I want my dentist to be wearing denim. I won't compromise on that at this point. If you want to get funky with it, hand sounds are a good way to do it. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even talked about. Yucatan somehow. One of just my, my favorite brands in principle uh, just have like the big, tall, like definitely not summer appropriate DB hunters from them. They're just so real, you know, like Yucatan's, it, it might work kind of like break that rule with, you know, no socks till they're broken in because of the construction, but there's so much leather underfoot in those things. Yeah. They almost like contradict the, this is the quintessential summer shoe like hand-sewn mantra but if i had some of the shoes i would 100 percent give it a try you know they're like they're classically made you know kind of boat shoes etc i imagine are like a little lighter weight but you know those like big chonk boys on the cavity wedge or they're serious stuff but i am on this end clothing site I've still never even handled a pair of Astroflexes. Everybody I've talked to loves them. They sell them at Huckberry. You know, they got a great little desert boot. They've got some other fun stuff. They have this super lightweight Coast Flex Derby shoe that I'm looking at right now that looks like it weighs 
like 0. 0.0 pounds. I've only heard good things about Astroflex. If anybody's got like Astroflex thoughts, definitely DM them over. Yeah, let us know. Let us know about that. All right, moving on. It's time. Let's talk about Birkenstocks. I've refallen in love with them. I hadn't had a pair in 20 years. I got a pair of these Bostons because I, I don't wear sandals and haven't for quite some time. And I don't consider them sandals. And I absolutely love them. They're a house shoe. They're a backyard shoe. They're a, I, I'm not going to put on other shoes to go somewhere shoe. They're supportive. They, they are full anatomical months and last. I read recently uh, that they were originally designed to make you like clinch your toes when you walk to keep them on, which strengthens your calves. Almost got a pair of those strength shoes back when you know, I was, you're probably too young to know that people used to wear shoes that would make their calves stronger by standing on a platform. But that happened. Uh, I never did. And I never dunked. So it's probably my own fault. I love Birkenstocks. Birkenstock Bostons are an essential piece of footwear for any footwear lover. I mean, this is this explains your ample calves. Mm-hmm. I now know, you know, where that came from. Yeah, I've never owned Birkenstocks. Never. Tried them on a couple times. I've gone by the the Birkenstock store on, on Spring Street. Uh, I've walked in a couple times, tried them on. Uh, just kid, just not really, just not really my vibe. I think if I was gonna get a pair, I would get them and only wear them with socks, like Tobias Funke style. Dude, they look fantastic with socks, with like chup socks. Oh God, that, <sighs> like that's honestly one of the best looks. I bet I could do it with those floppy roto toes too, and it would look sick. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's not taken for you? I don't want to look at my own toes, dude. Like I don't even want to see my own toes. That's why you get the Bostons. They're like shoes. They're you know clogs or whatever. Nah, I don't. I don't like the clog. I like the the Arizona. Right, is the two straps. That's what I like. The classic. Yeah, I like those, and I don't want to look at my own toes. So that's kind of that's the ball game. Maybe I'll get a pair of wear them with socks. I mean, you wear those with socks. That's like the full look. All right, uh, they might change you, man. They might change you. I mean, I was out for a long time, long time, and. I'm back, and it feels good. I recommend the slate leather, hard to get, cool kind of grayish leather. That I think there's just like a ton of oil in there because periodically, whether you wear them on like wet grass for a while or just spill something on them, you're like, ah, all right, these got to turn into my like beater Birkenstocks, and then like the next morning you put them on, they just look good again. Definitely DM me if anybody knows what that slate leather is that Birkenstock uses because I want to put it on some boots. Yeah, I mean, uh, now that I know that it can improve my uh, my calf silhouette, I might uh, I might actually be even more inclined. It definitely maybe can. I'm uh, I'm actually gonna go buy a bicycle in uh, the next two days. <laughs> Good, yeah, more more vehicles. So I'm really gonna be <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, I'm just playing playing with fire at this point, but um, maybe uh, yeah, maybe. Between, between the bicycle and the uh, the Birkenstocks, maybe I'll have some like monster calves by you know next summer. Keep me loop. Back to Yucatan, they have like their version of the Birkenstock Bostons, which I've been pretty obsessed with for a while. Haven't tried on a pair Birkenstocks. They obviously have all the cork and and all that. And then there's like a you know kind of like suede ish leather lining that you know you can tell how old somebody's Birkenstocks are by how much that's turned into, like, not suede. 
just like gets all worn down and you know on the heel especially these are like nice nice leather footbed these ones i'm looking at right now have Conceria opera suede on the top buckles a little different and a little cooler and then there's like this kind of rope thing that that must get glued around the you know what what otherwise would be the welt area almost 400 bucks two and a half three times the price of birkenstocks but man these things look good and they just got they got that you in swag you know yeah i've also been tempted by those because i think they make an arizona ish version too right with the two straps I mean, my eyes just kind of skip over them yeah but... i've I... I've been tempted by those, but I was like, well, you know, I couldn't, you know, if I can't see myself wearing the Birkenstock ones, like, am I going to wear the, like, still, I'm still looking at my toes. They're not solving that problem. We figured out ways for you to not look at your toes. Yeah. So the the Arizona ones are the Sal 2. The Boston's are the Sal 1. Yugi knows what's up and, and what's the most important Birkenstock-ish style. And yeah, you know, the, the straps are a little different. They're not like the, a consistent thickness and, and the buckles look cool. Like they, they're different. They got to be a little different, right? For you could didn't do it. But yeah, dude, these things look pretty cool. Yeah. The other pair that I've looked at online and I've heard from people that they're they're quite nice. I think they're also like around 350, 400 bucks is the Zeros. Zeros. Oh, yeah. It's a nice looking sandal. But again, my toes. So. Yeah, the Zeros. I went to the site today before we taped this. Everything on the Zeros site is sold out. They must have just gone on a run before the summer. Yeah, they got like that whole range. I'm interested in those. You know, if I was like, if I was in Tokyo and I, I might finally buy some sandals from Zeros. Let, let's just do it. Let's talk about sandals. We got to do it. So here's the deal. Ticho's got this toe thing going on. I just don't think that sandals are like shoes necessarily i had a pair of rainbows <laughs> a while ago i never kind of got them to work i think that like you have to build up a tolerance to like flip-flops like classic flip-flops with that little that one piece is like holding the whole goddamn thing on and it's right in between your toes and every time you step forward it's like it's just like it's working your you know, your, your toe gap over because of that. I think I was kind of walking funny and people are like, well, you just got to wear them into the ocean, like not even a pool, like you just got to wear them in the ocean and then they fit great. It never happened. And yet there's like tens of millions of people running around in rainbow sandals, not Patrick Swayze apparently. So there's something to them. Yeah. I like I had those and then I don't know, somehow somebody gave me a pair of Javianas that I think the world cup was happening at the time or they might be from Brazil. I, I don't, I'm not ashamed that I don't know this, but they might be. I assume they're from Cuba because they're <laughs> the name sounds sort of like Havana. Yeah, it's but that's probably not. It's it's a different word, different word, different word, and yeah, it probably wouldn't be sold here. I think they had a bunch of like World Cup teams, you know, which are also called countries, like a line that came out during that, and somehow I got these Brazil ones, and like I'm not like, oh yeah, Brazil, like. Yeah, I'm like already a Yankee fan. I don't need to do that kind of shit. But, you know, they were, I, I just, I didn't get them. Like people are wearing them around New York all the time, walking far. Like if you're at the beach, sure. Like they're incredibly lightweight, throw them in the bag. You know, you don't even have to dump the sand out. People like them. And those are like kind of the two that I, I knew in like terms of classic flip-flops. Then you got Tevas, which are making a comeback. My wife got a pair. They're actually pretty dope. I had a pair when I was growing up props sativas but that's all i knew so we pulled the discord we got i think a couple pretty good recommendations although i have no idea how to actually 
rate these things. But we can talk about them. These these are like intelligent people who came forth and admitted that they also like sandals. Yeah, which is tough. We appreciate that. Yeah, I have experience with the rainbow. I like to refer to them uh, in the Australian fashion as thongs. Oh, okay. There's like a slight slight step up in my interest on there. I like to borrow a good Australian word here and there. Uh, just just for our buddy Nick Nick from Stridewise. What's up, Nick? Honestly, they're they're decent sandals, man. I mean, they w- the reason I bought them was that they are like leather, and I was like, that seems like an easier transition for me into a sandal. I bought them for a trip uh, out to Santa Barbara when uh, when my wife was pregnant with my son, who is about to turn seven, and I think I've worn them like three times in the entire time I've owned them. But I wore them to uh, I belonged to a swim club. It used to be a quarry, so at some point somebody just dug a big hole and then just stopped, and then it filled up with water, and now they make people pay a, a bunch of money to swim in it. Amazing. A pretty sick spot. I won't tell you the name of it because it is uh, around the corner from my house, but it's pretty cool, and I wore, wore those sandals over there uh, yesterday, and it was fine. It was fine. It was whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically as good good as it can get from a sandal for me. It's like, all right, yeah, well, I've tried the uh, you know kind of rubbery, kind of more, I guess, Javianas. Hav, How are we saying that? I'm pretty sure I got that pronunciation right. Javianas. Javianas. Yeah, I've tried the rubber uh, kind of Javianas style once before. Similar effect. Fine. Does the trick for you're going to a spa, you're going to uh, some other a locker room type situation where you got a a sauna, something like that. It's fine very utilitarian people who are just walking around wearing these things i don't understand that it doesn't make any sense what are they doing why are you wearing that it can't be good for your feet right it just doesn't seem comfortable to be especially if you're doing any kind of walking or whatever and then your feet are just out there man and they're getting dirty that's the thing about sandals in the city i think that's why i stopped i was like i can't do this like think think of the filth and we don't want to look at your feet nobody wants to see your feet like mine specifically no everyone's i don't want to People ask, man. People ask. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I've you know I've been offered uh, large sums of money to wiggle my toes for people, but it's just <laughs> it's never gonna happen. Give you six hundred pairs of Javianas if you send me a picture of your feet in one of them. No deal. No deal. List it. Fucking list it. All right. What else do we got here? Multiple recommendations on Olukai, which actually I've heard of this brand before. I think they had like you know some kind of lightweight shoe sandal type things that I once considered. And you know what? The guy in this picture bottling these sandals, like his feet are kind of jacked too. He's got like bunions. This is this is a strange foot model choice. But they look good. I appreciate that bunion representation in uh, in media. That's great. Yeah, it's like just be real. Be you. But yeah, the Mia Ola men's leather beach sandals. They're like 120 bucks. So like there's something behind these things. I don't know, 100% agree with the styling, but like, it's leather. It's got to be able to get wet. I think it has like a leather sole in a way, like little rubber bits on it. Huh. All right. If they made one that was like a little more normal looking, I could probably be into these. So we got Olukai. I've actually heard of these before. don't know really much about them, but Jerusalem sandals. Everybody was rocking sandals, you know, there back in the Bible. I mean, these things look legit. They're like 80 bucks. This this pair is eighty one ninety five on sale for seventy eight ninety five. So get it while you can. <laughs> also available uh, for four interest free payments of uh, nineteen seventy three for with Afterpay. 
Uh, yeah, just be sure to pay it off. You don't want to ruin your credit over a pair of flip-flops. But yeah, these things are like, again, I, I, I think part of the problem with these sandals is that I just can't wrap my head around like the styling on a lot of these because they're so simple. So to get creative with it, you really have to like do something. Uh, I, I don't know if I buy it. But if you want to buy it, now's the time. You can save, you know, three bucks. I will say that, uh, you know, I'm now perusing the JerusalemSandals.com. They do have a model called the uh, the Barack, which uh, is a close-toed, uh, almost more like a closer to like almost like a horachi kind of style right yeah it's like a horachi like espadrille kind of thing which uh you know you can't really see the toes i i'm fine with these i'm fine with these there's a great meme that I, that's uh from from back in the day where it's like a picture of those kinds of sandals and it was like if the you know if the guy grilling at the cookout isn't wearing these i'm not eating <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, shout out to our boy Ron Ryder, who on an episode when we asked him what he was wearing, he said a pair of espadrilles, and he knows his shit. So, yeah, maybe we should get into espadrilles. That could be kind of cool. I feel like espadrilles with that kind of like that jute sole or like whatever it is, those could be pretty comfortable, too, I think. I've just I've never uh, I've never really vibed with the style of of an espadrille, but I've um... never even considered them until Ron was like, this is what I wear. Check me out. I believe the move with espadrilles was it's just a one season shoe, and you throw them away at the end of the year. And you just, really, yeah, I think that's supposed to be what you do with them. Yeah, uh, I can't get behind that. Yeah, but you know, in concept, and and we love you, Ron. Uh, this is probably my favorite recommendation. Let's get back to things that we do like. Art underscore atelier underscore do du underscore travail travail t r a Vale, like the ski resort. Don't wear Javianas there. It's this just absolutely gregarious Japanese man who seems to be doing incredible leather work of all kinds and uh, makes, honestly, some like really cool-looking all-leather sandals. So I like this guy. Some of them are just like rectangles with kind of flip-flap, flip-flop, flip-flap uh, straps on them. So those are cool, but he's also making like kind of softballs that have zippers on them that maybe you store something in. I don't know. This guy's awesome. Check him out. Follow him. These look pretty cool, man. Looks like he's using a lot of veg tan, too, which is, uh, I think, yeah. pretty cool for a sandal because, you you know, you do trash them. But, you know, sandals get trashed no way pretty quickly. It. So that's this not not a bad dome pair, right? If you live somewhere hot and you can live them all, if you live somewhere hot and you can wear them all year round, but you're going you're gonna to lose my vote because uh, I don't want to look at your toes. Oh man, these like yeah, these like veg tan leather hats. This guy's making this. This guy's great. I want to meet this guy. I want to hang out with this guy. More things I like. Fight and definitely go back and listen to the episode, uh, first episode of this season six, uh, with Tall Price from Fight. It's really fascinating. We we don't talk about toes or sandals, but yeah, they just came out with this like really funky kind of pure chonk thick sole. Everything that you can see is leather or like brass little you know, kind of pegs that you, you put the straps through to, to tighten them into one of two positions. These things, I don't know if they're for me. And they're like, you know, they're, they're not cheap. They're like 450 bucks. But I mean, I have fight slippers, which cost about the same, that are just absolutely phenomenal. And like, we're not cheap and are just like a wonder to behold with like the leather and how they're put together. 
I'm sure these things are no different. And then they have the the one strap sandal, which has this like big honking thing that goes over, you know, like your instep, like almost all the way up to your toes and then a strap on the back. They're very fight. They're very kind of avant-garde and kind of fashion. But if somehow a pair of these found their way to me, I would figure out ways to rock these. Again, I don't know like with what pants. Um, or I guess I would have to wear shorts, which would you know also be slightly uncomfortable for me. Not really in the sandals slot, the ones that I like, um, but Aurora Shoes, upstate New York, makes this great kind of, what do we call these? The, the Middle English are the ones that I like. Okay, it's a monk-style flat is how they describe it. You know, it's like a largely kind of encapsulating shoe with a strap that runs around the back. And, they, you know, they look kind of Middle Englishy, I guess. A Vibram cavity wedge on them. Somebody had a pair of these in the Thunderdome. I don't know if they made it to the end. The right leather that kind of beats up well. And, you know, they, they, they feel very summery, but, and yet they're still a shoe. Making them all by hand in, uh, in upstate New York, and they're a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I don't really have anything to say about these. <laughs> They're fucking cool. I'm keeping that a, in. It's such a Ben shoe, man. It's such a Ben shoe. Well, that's uh, who I am. On the wedge and everything. Yeah, that's so. That's so you. I'm. I want. I want to see these on Stitch Down Daily Fits. Oh, it's uh, it's in the Finger Lakes. It's in the Finger Lakes. Yeah. It's on the. Looks like one of the middle ones. Yeah. It's like all American materials. Like it's probably Horween leather, and let's get our our upstate New York correspondent uh, Hargis McFargus to go check it out. All right, we'll get Hargis on this. But yeah, I like him. I like him, and we're gonna end it right there. So you know, obviously, the takeaway here is we love sandals of all kinds. You should too. And summer's a time to consider like. Not wearing boots every day, I guess. And on the other days, I say just wear your boots. Yeah. If it's like sub 80, who cares, man? Who cares? So my rule is 90 degrees and uh, below, I wear jeans or pants or whatever. You get me above 90, I'll still like try to wear jeans if I can, but like I will make some exceptions for days like today where it's, you know, 95 degrees, it's horrible out. My recommendation is if you're somebody who wants to be flaunting your toes all summer, go get a pedicure. <laughs> Clean it up. <laughs> Clean it up. Uh, and also getting a pedicure is fantastic. It's a great experience uh, that, that I highly recommend to uh, to everybody. Loved it. I haven't not gone back because I didn't like it. That was a lot of, that was like a quadruple negative, but yes, I enjoyed it and I haven't gone back and it's for no other reason than it's not on my mind. It's not, yeah, I mean, I've only, I've only done it, I think twice, uh, both times uh, to accompany my wife. I had a good time, I had a good time both times, but like, again, not looking at my toes generally because I stick them in boots and shoes, out of sight, out of mind. But if you're going to be flaunting these things this summer, make sure they're looking good. Make sure people aren't looking down at your weird dragon toes getting, you know, sick to their stomach. And if you're flying, if you're on a plane, absolutely not. Keep those things covered up. Birkenstock Boston's with socks. I'm, I'm going to consider that. I am going to consider getting some. We have a lot to consider here for, uh, you know, building out our summer rotations here. I'm, I'm excited for the summer, man. It's going to be a good one. 
get out there. Eat a lot of ice cream is my other summer recommendation. Oh, I've been doing that. Yeah, just every day I got to eat a bunch of ice cream. Just Early head start. That's what I'm going to go do right now. I've got some uh, some Talenti black raspberry chocolate chip. Talenti gets it done. Yeah. Still like hardcore on the blue bunny train. That's a good call. That's a good call. Oh, God. There's something about it. It's just, it seems very artificial. And that speaks to me. I was told somebody, somebody was like, told him I was eating a ton of it. And they're like, you know, that's not even technically ice cream. And I started paying attention to like the wording on labels. And I'm pretty sure it's true. <laughs> they like won't go there. Like for threat of the FDA. Well, if it doesn't have enough um, milk fat in it, it can't be ice cream. I was like, all right, not going to stop me. But you know, I'm glad I know kind of thing. But then I started looking at like other ice creams, like everybody's kind of favorite ice creams, like especially the stuff from when you're a kid, and none of them say ice cream on them. Right. Right. <laughs> like they're they're just not, which really solidified my my faith in my blue bunny consumption habits. When I'm really feeling fancy and I want to splurge on like a $9 pint from Wegmans, I get the uh, the Jenny's wildberry lavender. Ugh. So good. Yeah, I'm sure it says ice cream on it. Fewer more legit than Jenny's. Absolutely says ice cream on it. A great American company. So good. Brambleberry crisp. Well, I think we've established we like ice cream and, you know, kind of replica ice cream uh, more than sandals. You're still allowed to like them. Like, if, if you have recommendations for sandals that we should be wearing, bring them. I'll probably at least listen, even if Ticho won't. This whole toe thing, his own toes that he's terrified of. But yeah, like leather. Like who who's making just like great leather summer footwear? I think that's what it comes down to for me. The Berks are there. That That's what I miss, right? I, I don't think I can get away from that at this point. And I, I just want to be very clear about one thing before we go, Ben. My toes don't look weird. They're fine, right? They're fine, right? I'm not, I'm not hiding any like toes. I just don't want to look at anybody's toes, including my own. Yeah. I get it. I get it. All right, that's it. We we got to end this one. But before we get out of here, we do have to do one thing. Reveal the true Gen Sandal fact. Oh, yeah. To refresh. Gen fact number one, Birkenstocks. They're a hit. Gen fact number two, everyone wore sandals until Jesus made women's feet too sexy. <laughs> Gen fact number three. Jeez, Jen. Gen fact number three. Patrick Swayze is the goddamn shoeless king of all kings. Ticho, what do you think here? These are all compelling. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't familiar with the uh, the at Stonks uh, account that you were talking about, so I don't really know whether or not they it's a great account they would they would or would not do that. See, he's coming at me with a lot of things I just don't know anything about, so it's hard to uh, it's it's hard to know. You know, you look at like old pottery from like the Greek and Roman times. There there weren't sandals. I feel like Jesus also was is often talked about as wearing sandals, right? I mean, these Jerusalem sandals are directly kind of referencing that, I think. So that that mm-hmm. reads as that you know, um, I'm gonna say that that's not true. I'm gonna say that Christians were like, no, our guy wore sandals. We're we're all in on sandals. And then in Point Break, did, would the guy be barefoot robbing a bank? That sounds. Is it a comedy movie? Is it a funny movie? Or it's a serious movie? It's it's an action thriller. It's a surfing movie. They they surf. Yeah, so there's a little bit of goofy uh, goofiness to it, right? Gary Busey is the comic relief, and he's fantastic. 
Give me two, Utah. No, I'm all in on this movie. Uh, I'm going to say only, okay, only one of them is true. I'll say that Rainbow uh, Rainbow Sandals Point Break is true. Because it seems like you know, you know, it seems like that seems more plausible than the other two. I'm going with that. Rainbow? All right, let's check it out. Open up the the Genfac bag. T. Joe, I want you still to come over and watch Point Break with me one night. And you will see, I imagine, that Patrick Swayze is wearing shoes at some point in that movie. Definitely when they're all dressed up in President Mass robbing the bank. Because apparently everyone wore sandals. And the church was like, don't know about this. Gen fact number two is a true gen fact. You have been bested. What? That doesn't make any sense. It's true. I mean, think about it. You know, we're not going to get too deep into this, but, you know, religion covering up bodies. I mean, checks it, out. it sounds like some projection from those early church leaders is all I'm saying. That they're like. <laughs> <laughs> if you were an early church leader, it sounds like you would have done exactly the same thing. I, I kind of agree with where they're coming from, but disagree <laughs> with how they got there. <laughs> Uh, all right, Jen, you won this one, but we all won because we talked about Point Break a lot and Ticho's going to watch it. Huge thanks to Standard and Strange for sponsoring this episode and the Patina Thunderdome 2 with the greatest prize known to man, a friggin' trip to Tokyo where you get to design a pair of custom clinch boots with Minoru and the crew at Brass Tokyo. Pre-register for the Dome today on stitchdown.com to ensure you don't miss a single update. Pre-register for the Dome today on stitchdown.com to ensure you don't miss a single update. Starts on October 1st. Figure out a pair. Figure out a pair right now. Uh, and whether you join for the Thunderdome or not, if you are deranged enough to listen to this shoe cast, I can certainly promise you you'll love the Stitchdown Premium Discord. Join SDP today to help support this very ShoeCast production and connect with the best people anywhere who also happen to own shoes and boots. More info on Stitchdown.com. That's it for this week. Take care of your shoes. Throw out all your sandals. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.